and welcome to the Take Back Your Home podcast, where you'll gain the tools and inspiration to reclaim your identity and sanity at home. I'm Lee Waters. My co-host, Rebecca Wright, is with Hi. us today. We also have a guest, Alex Brown of 7th and Shire Candle Company here in Richmond, Virginia. Hi. Thanks thank for, you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Before we get into our cool topic of the day, which is do this to love your home more, or do this today to love your home more, before we get into that cool topic... I want to just give our sponsors a shout out and I also have some messages from them. So Tech Painting Co. was our um, is our first sponsor that I want to mention. And they say, book your service now for either January or February of 2024 and you'll get 10% off. So remember that they do painting, trim installation, wallpaper installation, drywall repair. They can do it inside or outside your home or your business. And if you're in the greater Richmond area, I know they would love to help you out. Our second sponsor is Verve Home Furnishings and their amazing spring rug event is coming up. And it's not going to happen until February or March, but start preparing now because you'll want to bring your checkbook and your measurements with you. When you follow Verve Home Furnishings on Instagram, you'll know the exact date as soon as they announce it. So their username, again, on Instagram is at Verve Home Furnishings. So be sure to turn on post notifications so that you don't miss the latest. And our final sponsor is Greenfront Furniture. And they have been a phenomenal partner with us, not just for this podcast, but also for the St. Jude Children's research hospital dream home that was based here in Midlothian, Virginia in 2023, built by Stylecraft. And they want you to know that their all new Greenfront leather department in Building 7 featuring manufacturers like Hancock and Moore and Whitmore Sherrill is now open. So you can visit greenfront.com to learn more. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Again, our topic today is do this today to love your home more. So before we jump into all of our thoughts and tips for that, one of our first ones is about just lighting a candle, mm. which leads me to bring Alex back into the conversation. Um, will you share with the good listeners and viewers how we met and our exciting new project together? For sure. So we actually met on Instagram. Uh, I had friended you and you almost immediately sent me a DM and you were saying how you always had this vision of having a candle, a custom candle for your brand. And it was perfect timing because Seventh and Shire was about a year and a half old. And I was starting to think about different ways to partner with other businesses. Yeah. And this was the first collaboration that we did. So we came up with this beautiful candle, <laughs> uh, Worthy, which is sitting right next to me. And it has notes of pink pepper, bergamot, vetiver. And I love how you described it. You said it's mellow without being shy. And it also benefits a good cause. So part of the proceeds will go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which is amazing. So I'm excited about this collaboration that we're working on together. Yeah, I love it because it's, first of all, you fulfilled a lifelong, you know, professional dream of having this custom candle. I know everyone is, you know, particular about the candles. I feel like I'm extra particular. And so you have some amazing scents already, but I just wanted something that was like, just all purpose, all the time, like just always smells good. And you really delivered on that. And then now you're making it easy for me to give back 
um, more to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, we've become partners with them as well this year, and so we will be donating a portion of all of our services going forward um, to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. But now you're making it even easier because part of the scandal that we worked on together, and really she's the brains, Alex is the brains that made what I could only give words to um, – you know, she made it possible. And so thank you for that. And you're making it possible for us to give back even more. Um, so, so excited about that. But tell us your thoughts as a candle maker on, on how a candle can be something that you buy a candle and it makes your life at home better. How does that happen? So it's kind of, I think about it similarly to how I think about music. You know, sometimes you can hear a song and it reminds you of a certain like moment mm. or feeling mm-hmm. or vibe. It's very similar with candles. You smell a scent and it makes you feel comfortable or it makes you feel excited or gives you the warm and fuzzies. And I think that's so important. And one thing that I've noticed too over the years of candle making is that you can have different vibes in different spaces. Mm. So you don't just need one candle for your entire house. You can have a certain candle that's in your living room, but something completely different that's in your bathroom because you're going for a different energy. Um, So that's what I've noticed. Yeah. I love that answer. And I love that when I light a candle, like you said, it creates that vibe. And why that's important for your home isn't just the scent. And you brought up the memories that those memories or you know, even like a dream, it could make you Mm. want to dream about something that creates an energy and that energy, I believe 100% affects your space. And so how you feel in your space start can start you off on the right or the wrong foot when it comes to enjoying Mm. your life at home. I think so many of us can get fixated on what's not looking right or we're not feeling right. And so something as simple as a candle that you love can make it already puts the good energy in there. And when you fixate on the good, I think you build more good. I just mentioned to Lee today that I have a candle memory from 30 years ago from somewhere that I worked in this, uh, she always, she she ran her shop with this same candle always burning and it's, and I've kind of been looking for it ever since. Mm. And it really did. It brought back just beautiful memories of, being in that space and she was a creative person and it just kind of brought back. So I actually am on the hunt for that particular candle now. Well, and you just got one the other day that was such a good combination mm-hmm. of scents and she lit it that day in the office. Um, and and I, it's still, the scent is still in there. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it just put me in the Christmas mood. I mm-hmm. credit that because I celebrate Christmas and so that candle I attribute with all the decorating I have done in my house this year and I have gone <laughs> extra it's not even done yet but I have gone above and beyond what I normally do and my kids are happy because they always want me to decorate more than I do which might make people laugh that I don't actually really enjoy decorating for the holidays <laughs> but this candle spurred me to action mm-hmm. I know that sounds very dramatic but it was no. a dramatic effect do you do in your home, would you do different scents for different seasons? That's kind of how, that's what I do. I like, I kind of always go back to the cinnamon type of when it hit the fall, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it, it helps my kids kind of feel like, okay, now this, now this part of the year is beginning. Now this stuff is going to start coming out, yeah. the decor or whatever. But I like to go back to different scents every season, like, 
hit that same scent. For sure. So we have our signature collection, which we keep all year round. But during the seasons, we do release small lines. So right now we have five candles that are, to your point, Mm -hmm. very much so reminiscent of growing up in the house during Christmas and the apples and the cinnamons. And it's cool to listen to customers when they smell our candles because someone described one of our candles as fall in a jar. And someone else described another candle as this just smells like romance. Mm. So I think for sure, having those seasonal candles that trigger certain memories or feelings or just invite you into the season that we're going into are important for sure. Yeah, I do love that. And, you know, Huga, I think we talked maybe on the first episode of this podcast about my love of Huga, which is the Danish practice of just cozy togetherness, really. Mm. And they use, they burn, I think, more candles per capita in um, Denmark than any mm. other country wow. in the world. Um, they're big on candles, not even just scented candles, just candles, because there's something about, you know, it, it's probably um, something very natural it's in that us. Ambient it's, light, yeah, ambient. It's, warm. it's cozy, um, and and what that does for people, and that's one of our tips that we'll talk about later is lamp o'clock. Um, <laughs> little tip for you to love your home more. So a lot of the tips that we're going to be sharing. If they aren't involving hiring as a designer or um, even spending a lot of money, we're really focused today on just things that you can do for free or for very little money. And that's my final reason for really loving a candle is that if you get one that's made naturally um, and sustainably, you don't have to worry about some of those health risks with burning it. Um, and you can just kind of have like this very low expenditure, even for a quote expensive or fancy candle. When you look at the burn time, I mean, I think yours are up to 60 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just kind of going like, if I burn this for, I mean, I think I have to burn after the first burn that's supposed to be longer. I think I'm burning my candle maybe 30 minutes a day. So it's like, a t- I mean, it's 120 days if I maximize it yeah. and do all the little tips that you've told <laughs> us about, like keeping your wick trimmed. Exactly. Um, and I love Alex's wicks because they are wood. I and love so you that get a too. crackle. Oh, it's so that. good. Um, like a mini fireplace. Yeah, it, it absolutely yeah. is. Because it, it really is important, like from a design perspective, it's not just about how something looks. It's about how it feels, how it functions. And, you know, that involves all five senses. Mm-hmm. That's hearing, scent, which with candles, obviously scent and taste are connected. But, you know, scent, sound, touch, you know, the body feel like the ergonomics of it. Um, do we already say sound? Mm-hmm. Sound. I think I've hit them all, but I didn't count five. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um it's really important, and, and a lot of times we have to address these things before we ever buy anything. Um, so I'm always telling people that's the whole point of this podcast is if you're going to be taking back your home and if you're following the step-by-step process and the Take Back Your Home course, you really want to make sure that you've thought through all the elements in a space to really give you the results that you want. So, okay, let's talk about... I kind of divided up our list into things that you can do um, today to enjoy your home more. I've divided it up into things you can do more in the morning versus the afternoon or evening, but we may throw in some random ones because, you know, I'm not good at sticking to a a um, script. A script, <laughs> yeah. I'm good at sticking to a visual plan, but words, I just tend to skip over, skim over them. So um, one of my favorite things to do in the morning is make my bed. Mm. It, Me too. Yeah, like 
which may involve getting yourself some pillows if you don't like the way that your bed looks. And I'd say start with a hotel that you've been at or somebody's house that you stayed at that you just loved their setup. And I would say use that for some inspiration or just Google like how to properly make a bed. And it's not that you need anything fancy, but I think just having enough layers so that if you get hot, you can still have something over you and if you get cold you can pull something else up extra and then when it's made having the layers that maybe you have something like a tall euro sham in the back Mm -hmm. to give your neck support if you want to read in bed before you get like in bed to sleep um having enough pillows if you like to sleep with like one between your leg if you're like side sleeper i like that so you might buy a few things but they don't have to be fancy i mean there's so many great brands that make really cute bedding and then it's a joy to make your bed it is well part of the the push to make your bed every morning is it you get up and you immediately accomplish something Mm. like my room feels kind of done up I feel really good about it and one of my if I ever forget to make my bed my teenage daughter will text me and say I made your bed this morning (laughs) oh I mean that is like I mean that is like that's a big deal. We or just lost every other listener that has an adolescent <laughs> child. They're like, I'm out. <laughs> Nobody's she perfect, knows, but she's pretty perfect. She that. knows That's that sweet. means a lot yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I will say like truth moment. I didn't start making my bed every morning until probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's really a way to look out for yourself later in the day. Because when I come yeah. home and my bed is made... Oh, I love it. Oh but gosh, coming home, yeah. my bed is just a mess. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I need to make my bed. Love so I love it that. does. It does change your perspective on the rest of the day. Right. It makes me feel it just makes me feel a little done up. And mm. it keeps the dust out. Good. Mm. Just yeah. think about that. When you're not yeah. there moving around the room, that dust is settling. Your yeah. skin cells are falling. Well, I started. Okay? Cover those sheets. <laughs> I, I started nasty, making. But it's true. It is. I started making my bed in college mm. because mm-hmm. you your were bed, well, your bed doubles as a couch mm. and I didn't want anyone touching mm. my sheets. Yeah, and so I all of a sudden became, the, yeah, yeah, made like, became a bed maker in college. Every single morning so I made my bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you're ahead of me. Sounds like you're ahead of her. But you know, it's true. And I think mm, we didn't do it consistently probably till COVID Mm. because we were home every day. And I think the last thing I'll say about the bed is just that it is the focal point generally of a bedroom. And so if you can get that looking right, you're already just 90% done with that room. Do you know what I mean? And so... um, and one hot tip on like putting different textiles together is just create a little Google Slides doc grab a screenshot of one, you know, textile from this bedding website and this textile from the other bedding website and like just put the images on the Google side and you'll see right there. Do they work? Yep, they work. Um, and sometimes the colors off a little bit, but if they work on the slide, they'll generally work in real life. So okay. um, one thing that I like that you said that will transition us into our next tip is you said, I don't remember if you said, I think you set it up. It sets you up for success the rest of the day um, when you come home at night. Mm-hmm. I think, well, you guys both kind of said that, but you know. Okay, one thing that I'm going to flip-flop and go to the nighttime that I started doing recently, and I got this idea from a book called At Home with Madame Chic. Um, Really cute little quick read. Um, But she said that when she lived in Paris, um, her host family, this was back in college, um, would set the table for breakfast the night before. Oh, wow. And then everyone would wake up 
and have, even if everyone was eating breakfast at different times, they would have like that nice little place setting. And I know that is going to sound very extra to people, but when you really think about it, it is about 30 seconds of work per person Mm. to set the table the night before. And I've done it a couple times recently. And I'm not kidding you. I woke up, I had like a cute tangerine and pink colored napkin next to my plate. And I had a glass and like (laughs) whatever utensils I would need. And I was in such a good mood just from that. Like, like I came from a pretty bed down to I my pretty I am table. amazing. It felt amazing. <laughs> Did I do it the next day or the next? No, but. One day it it's, felt good. Yeah, it's, it, one day it felt good. And I'm kind of like, if I could do that even once a week, I think that that would be a huge win for, again, like, is my table all beat up? Yeah, like my kitchen table is off Facebook Marketplace. I painted it. I've had three kids that like stab their forks and knives when they were babies <laughs> into it. It is not a fancy table, like, but. It's got a really great built-in banquette next to it. It's got some good textiles and wallpaper in it. Like add in the, um, you know, just a little place setting. And it looks so charming in the morning. And I instantly forgot that my table could probably <laughs> be trashed. But um, I love yeah. that. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so is next. Is anything for you? It is. It's clean up after breakfast. Mm, Not walk yeah. out of my kitchen. I and I there tend, can be levels to this. It does. Because yeah. I tend to, when I cook, I tidy the whole time. And so I usually make my kids, well, truth bomb is I haven't made my kids breakfast since they were about five. <laughs> <laughs> Once you can use a toaster, you're on your own. But now that they're teenagers, I kind of do hand them stuff as they're getting, Yeah, you know, I make them toast. It's connection time. Yeah. So while I'm making their breakfast, I'm kind of making them... Um, their lunches and their breakfast at the same time. Mm-hmm. But just tidying that all up before I leave the room. I I love a clean kitchen. Yeah. I do. When I say that there are levels because I get everyone's schedules are different, but just something as simple as getting the dishes to the sink. Like, yes, you might have to load them later, but that's a huge improvement than coming back to dishes on the table with food that's hardened on them. Yeah. That mm-hmm. will put me into a rage and a tailspin. Like, I <laughs> For <not>. sure. <laughs> or crumbs on a countertop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get the dishes into the sink, wipe the counters real quick, even if that stuff has to be swept up later. Like, it's when it hardens on the counter, when it hardens on the... I can't, so yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so a lot of these might be surprising. You know, they're like, well, these are just habits, but habits can really improve your not only mood but also it can motivate you to take the next step which might be taking the course and figuring out what size new dining table do I need in here or what kind of visuals do I want with wallpaper or window treatments or even the dishes you know we've had people take the course and plan out their kitchen down to their dishes um, based on our step-by-step process that we teach so um yeah, I love okay. these habits. I have a question, Alex. Mm-hmm. So I usually light my candles in the evening mm. because I feel like I need to burn them for a certain amount of time. But I guess I could light one when I get up in the morning while I'm getting ready. Mm-hmm. Does it ruin a candle to only light it for like a half hour and then blow it out? I don't, I, like I don't want to create that pit. Right. So the pit, we call it tunneling. And why it happens is because candles pretty much have a memory. Mm. So if you constantly burn your candle for, say, 15, 20, 30 minutes, it's just going to keep remembering, I'm only supposed to go but so far. I'm not supposed to reach the edges of the glass. Okay. And that's why it starts to go down the middle. Okay. So a good rule of thumb is to 
light your candle, burn it for about an hour or at least mm-hmm. until you get a full melt pool at the top mm-hmm. and then blow it out okay. and to not light it again until it re-solidifies. Mm-hmm. So that's a great question. Yeah. So these really massive tables that are kind of, or candles. candles, thank you, that are popular right now, is that, are they kind of difficult to have? Like I'm talking ones, if you're watching, you can see my hands, I'm gesturing. I've seen some candles like in a bread dough bowl or something. Yeah, and they have multiple wicks and I'm going, how long do you have to melt that to get a full melt pool? Because it will tunnel if you don't. Right. Is there any way to recover if your candle starts to tunnel? I've tried. I My answer would be no, but safely. have you found anything? Safely? No, <laughs> but okay, um, okay. a nice way to, even if your candle is like really low and you have a little bit of wax, but mm. your wick won't stay lit, something that you can do is put a pot on the stove with a little bit of water, set it to a low temperature, put the candle in mm. the pot. The wax will melt. You still mm. get the fragrance, even if you can't light the wick. Oh, okay. Mm, nice, smart. Okay. Or could you use one of those candle warmer things? You could do that too. Okay. Yeah. I don't have one yeah. of those, so I don't really know how they work, but I think they're just plug in <laughs> and they warm in, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think we'll probably keep coming back to candles because the thing that that just brought up for me is a nighttime one. But I saw this on Chris Loves Julia on their Instagram where she had a real, oh my gosh, it was probably like two years ago. And she said, it's it's not five o'clock, it's lamp o'clock. And it showed her going through her house and turning off all of her overhead lights and turning on lamps. And you could obviously include candles in this. Um, But I know as a designer, you know, in my study of lighting design, ambient light lighting is the word that we would use. Really ambient lighting is more general lighting for the whole room. But I level... um, technically decorative lighting or task lighting that's you know wall sconces or a table light like I'm gesturing on the video camera right now if you're watching but something that's you know just above your head when you're standing or sitting that is eye level lighting and that is not going to light the whole room it's going to light the area that it's next to and so I find if you can get your corners lit by having table lamps or floor lamps or reading lamps or sconces or candles, tons of candles. That is so cozy. And I never had a phrase for it until Chris Loves Julia had that on their account. Um, But now I use it all the time. So thanks, Chris Mm -hmm. Loves Julia, Um, because I love that phrase. It's lamp o'clock. So that is my tip. Do not have overhead lighting on unless you're performing a task in the kitchen, you know, or you know, trying to make sure you got your makeup off or whatever. Like you don't need that kind of technical general lighting at night. Um, You want light that's softer and lower because it kind of signals to your brain we're starting to wind down. It It is. That's when I light my candles. Yeah. Yeah. I turn on my lamps, light my candles, and just music. Everything just has to kind of start to wind down. Yes. Yeah. I think whether you're night owl or a morning bird or whatever, I think it's everyone's tired by the end of the day. We do a lot. (laughs) We make a lot of decisions, whether you have kids or don't, whether you're living with someone or not. I think we all just make a million decisions every day. And it's really important to take the time to rest, even if you're not sleeping. And so, yeah, I'm with you on like lower lighting at night. And it's one of the biggest design Think like aspects to a design that people don't consider. They're like, well, I bought my sofa and my love seat and my accent chair. I have a coffee table and a rug. 
and they don't put a single lamp in that room or they'll yeah. put like i have one lamp or i got this one pair of lamps big. yeah and and they're too small so like the lights down here and you need the light i'm showing like you know 20 inches tall you really want something closer to 30 inches tall for a lamp a table lamp if it's going to be on a table because if you do the math that table might be 24 inches high plus another 30 that's 54 inches high you that's more approaching like what eye level is whether you're standing or sitting so um please light your corners have a minimum of four lamps or sconces in a room and i know that's gonna sound crazy but honestly most rooms can handle six when you really start to look at like okay well here's a chair that needs a lamp by it so that if i want to read a book or even look at my phone at night Mm -hmm. it's not really good to sit in the dark Mm -hmm. with your blue light being the only source of light for your eyes it's very harsh um, and it just feels more romantic. Like think about when you go to, um, an atmospheric, when you go to a restaurant or a bar that you like, um, if you pay attention to lighting, it's very low lighting. In fact, you'll actually watch if you go to a restaurant at five and you're there when it's six, almost all restaurants at six, you'll notice it gets a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. People, it helps them spend more money because they're more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy yourself. Generally, the more money you spend in a restaurant, you probably enjoyed yourself more. If you're being honest, yeah, like yeah. if you just go in for the entree, you drink water, you leave, you probably didn't stay that long. You know, if you're getting the appetizer and the entree and the dessert, and then you're having coffee after that, like you're enjoying yourself. You're enjoying, you know. Drink. And so it's, you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. So, okay, mm-hmm. lamp o'clock. That? We didn't. We skipped over this morning. I know. Let's go One of our morning. morning things. When I get up in the morning, I open up all my blinds and I, and my curtains and I pull them like at a certain height. So when you're standing outside of my house, because I know people stand outside of my house and stare at it. <laughs> I was and they're like, they no, they don't. <laughs> Look, everything's at three quarters. She's so organized. That is my goal. Every window, every blind at the same and my kids every morning, like can't believe I'm doing it again every day. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if you can, if you can spring for it, there's all sorts of automated Mm -hmm. um, programs to run your motorized treatments. I get that that's a huge investment. So Mm -hmm. I'm with Rebecca. I go around every morning. It's part of my routine. I tell my kids, open your window treatments. I don't use the word window. (laughs) If it's one kid, I'll say open your blinds and other kids like open your drapes. It just depends on the room, but including blinds. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't love blinds that are just like down and partially open because the light that comes through, unless you're trying to avoid glare at that moment, the light that comes through is very um, dramatic. It's Mm. like horizontally creating all these lines. It's amazingly dark. It's It's harsh. And it's dark when when there's not that harsh light. It's still darker than if you just had the whole thing pulled up. It is. And going back to what Rebecca said... People are not watching you. And I know she's joking, but that's a real concern for a lot of clients is like, I feel like people are watching me. And I'm like, they're not because when you, you know, most of our clients, we do have clients in the city, but, you know, even the clients in the city, their houses, if you're looking through the window, you're only seeing like maybe the first foot into the room. So unless Mm -hmm. you're standing at your window looking out, the people probably can't actually see you. Obviously, please close your window treatments when you are getting dressed and all that sensitive stuff but just in general no one's looking at you open your blinds and like enjoy the full light that you've paid for by buying those windows you know whether you built the house renovated it or just inherited you know windows like maximize maximize that light yeah I was so surprised when one of my friends they bought a home and it had 
all those plantation shutters in mm-hmm. it. I, what are they? I mean, that's what they're called, those big wide ones, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought, man, that's an amazing expense. Like, wow, yeah. those are beautiful. She took them all out. I thought, mm. she's crazy. But, oh, my gosh, her kitchen so was so much brighter when yeah. she took those out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a huge advocate of natural light, and I think yeah. Yeah. natural light complements a room so nicely. It does. It's a gr- ingredient yeah. of a good yeah. room. Is exactly. having is maximizing yes. that. So I'm I with you. Too. First yeah. thing in the morning, I'm opening all like the blinds. Yeah. I'm everything. Yep. Well, let me tell you all about a product you may not know about, and this does cost a bit of money, but it's cheaper than moving, and that is called a solar tube. And there's a brand of solar tube that I personally have used on projects, and it's called Solar Tube. So. If it's an adhesive bandage, Band-Aid's the brand. Solar tube, this particular type, is made by Solar Tube, so no R. Um, what it is, is it's a small aperture of light collector. It's like a little dome that sits on your roof. And then they run some reflective tubing through your roof and sometimes through your walls depending on where you need to get that light. Mm. So if you're on the first floor and you can't go straight to the roof, they can actually like put it on a wall outside the house instead of the roof and bounce that light into your room. And it looks like, I think it's like a 12 inch, uh, looks like a 12 inch wide can light in your room, but the light that comes in is actual natural light instead of electricity. And I had one just recently put in, um, to our house down in South Carolina. And I cannot tell you, I don't even have can lights. I don't have a central fixture, I just have lamps in that room now and you don't even need them until it's, you know, lamp o'clock. But during the day, there's so much light coming from those two solar tubes. Um, It's incredible. So I think they'll run you about 1200, maybe more per tube. So, but it's still cheaper than a skylight. You don't have to deal with all the rain coming in, that leaking. Um, You don't have to have direct roof line access and I mean, they say you can't buy natural light, but you actually can though because of a solar tube. Um, and it is what draws people into an image on Instagram is the way the photographer has lit that, has maximized the natural light. Um, light is something we will always seek as humans. So yeah, yeah. love that. Um, that, okay, so I was adjusting myself and if you're watching on the video, you're going to see that I'm pulling a pillow out. It's a complete tangent. I'm trying not to make it, let it touch the mic, but this is a feather insert pillow. Um, And you can see, actually, no, this is a gel insert pillow. Okay, just kidding. So my tip is, and this is something to purchase, but it doesn't cost a lot, is replace all your pillow inserts with either gel inserts like this or feather blend inserts. You might have like a down and duck feather insert and here's why well let me keep showing this pillow one you just get like such a nice shape to it and you can like mold that shape to fit like if you want to put it under your head or against your back it just looks so much more sumptuous than a flat pillow that like slides off your sofa Mm. all the time and you want it to be bigger correct yes tell do you remember the measurement guide one to two but two (laughs) two what (laughs) Inches. Yeah. Okay. Bigger. Okay. So it's yeah. very confusing on a lot of online retailers where they'll say um, it's a 20-inch pillow and then they sell 20-inch inserts. And y- I always go, is it a 20-inch cover or is it actually a 19-inch cover or a 
18 inch cover that's meant to fit the 20 inch insert because as Rebecca's saying you want that insert one to two inches bigger mm. than the cover and that is what gives you like a fluffy plump pillow yep. you can hear me plumping the pillow and it just looks so much better especially if you've spent the money on a cover that you really love and you want it to be look its best you just that is something where if your sofa looks tired get pillows that only have removable covers you can find them on Wayfair. You can find them at Home Goods. They don't have to cost an arm and a leg, but get them removable so that they can be either cleaned in your washer, don't ever dry them, or dry clean depending on the fabric content. Um, and then you've got this beautiful cover that you love. Put a nice full insert in it. I can't tell you how many times pillows are just like melting <laughs> off people's sofas and it just looks so sad because you can't even see what the print is yeah and you're like you might as well have just not bought it and it's certainly not going to be very comfortable for putting your head on so it's something you could chat with like if you're on pottery barn or something you could um just message their people like the little chat thing that pops up and just say hey i see that you have a 20 inch cover and a 20 inch insert is the cover really 20 inches or is it smaller or should i get the 22 inch insert which is what i would do is get the 22 inch insert to go in the 20 inch cover um or you could do a 19 inch cover 21 inch insert anyways it's just math one to two inches bigger for the <laughs> insert but it makes such a difference and it will make you love your sofa if you can't replace it anytime soon it's just get some good looking pillows with plenty full inserts so that's something you can do right away today go online shopping or Go decompress at home goods. Yeah, I'm definitely about to go replace okay. all of my pillow. Uh, yeah, so thank yeah, you. Okay, I did not know okay, that. Good. Yeah, and there's lots of companies that sell them. Like IKEA sells them. I don't know if they have the micro gel ones like that I'm talking about, but I know they have feather inserts. Um, they have a lot of sizes. So yeah, okay. We have a few minutes left. So what else can we do? Maybe we can go to the nighttime stuff or the afternoon stuff. The ten minute tidy. Mm, ten minute tidy. You were talking about music earlier. I feel oh, like I, yeah. those two things go together. They definitely do. Yeah. So explain definitely. more about the ten minute tidy. Um, we don't do it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's going to now. I do. My kids know that when I say, like, you know, I call everybody downstairs. I have four teenagers right now. Mm. So. I feel like even though they're not adults, these are four big people in my house, like four adult-sized people <laughs> in addition to my husband and I. And so everybody just has to kind of hop to it in the evening, and I just start handing out chores. And really, I'll spend more than 10 minutes. They don't spend more than 10 minutes. But they're just getting everyone to do like a 10-minute tidy at the end of the day, so then you can relax. Yeah. So then you can turn on your music or your TV show or you know, light the fireplace and yeah. just kind of eat dinner and just have a nice calm evening. Yeah. I can't sit down in a big, huge mess, which is what happens yeah. by the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. No, it is a struggle for me too. Um, both getting the kids to get involved unless I turn on music. That's why I was saying, I think yeah. they go together. Like, and you yeah. can shift the music from the cleaning music to the not like the resting music, but yeah. It's um, it makes such a difference. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a ten minute tidy prevents you from having like a two hour deep clean at the oh, yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love that. Okay, um, we talked a little bit about music, but I think it's really important to like involve all those senses. You know, have some background music. Think about when again when you go to like a cool hotel, they have some music in the background. They mm -hmm. have a scent going on. Um, we talked about lamp o'clock. 
And then the last thing was setting that table for breakfast. I encourage both of you to give it a try, try Definitely. and report back because I really do think <laughs> it's so great. So, um, and in that 10 minute tidy, I'd say like give your closet or your place where you're getting dressed, give that five minutes if you can. Mm-hmm. It, it make, or setting out, we could take it a step further, set out that outfit for the next day. I can't do that. I try, but I always change my mind. I rebel against myself. So I, my focus is just tidying. But I think for some people it would help to like. Oh, I can. I can do it. A, I literally just started that. Like, did you? Yesterday. I was like, yeah. I'm going to be intentional about this week. Yeah. I'm going to set out my it's outfit. It's documented. Though. So we're on day one. We'll see how it goes with her. You look great. You look great. <laughs> Watch the YouTube so you can see your outfit. I've kind of always yeah. done it. Like, I, yeah. like, as a child, yes. I, I knew that if I didn't set my things out the night before, mm. like my backpack with what I needed for school, like my certain project mm-hmm. that I would forget it. Mm. So I've always done it the night before yeah. and set things where I need them to be. So as I'm walking, I will forget everything. Yeah. Everything. So. Yeah. Love it. Well, this has been so fun to chat with y'all about I things that you can do today, essentially, to get your house feeling better which sets you up for better days and just a better, you know, better enjoyment of life. Because even though we all have goals, you know, of things we want to do to our homes, it's great to be able to just enjoy and have gratitude for what you have right now yeah. and make the little tweaks that you can right now to make it be its best. So, love it. Um, Alex, it was great having you with us today. Can you share with the viewers and listeners where they can follow you? And also, if you show them that candle, when um, or how to get more information on when they can purchase that. For sure. So you can follow us on Instagram at 7th and Shire. We also have a website. So if you go to 7thandshire.com, you can see all of our candles. And keep an eye out for Worthy, which will be available soon, and you'll be able to purchase it online. Thanks for sharing. Before we go, I'm going to let everyone know that our Take Back Your Home course is going to go on sale again. We just had a Black Friday sale and we are going to put it on sale again. I don't know exactly when in December, but follow us on Instagram so that you get the deets as soon as they drop. Wow, I sound like a teenager. But our (laughs) Instagram is at LeeWatersDesign and that will keep you in the know. But just a reminder, you get lifetime access to the Take Back Your Home course when you sign up. It's go at your own pace. It's a step-by-step documentation of our process. You get a workbook and some other goodies to help you along the way. We have a forum that I pop into from time to time and answer questions. And when you sign up, you get your own one-on-one 20-minute consult with me to review your plan that you come up with. So I would love to have you in there. You can check out more details about the course by going to www.leewatersdesign.com. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back in another couple weeks with another great episode. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye.